Faced with the realities of climate change, stricter regulation, and more educated customers, some corporations are taking sustainability to a higher level. We're now at a place where companies view sustainability really through three lenses, and that is sustainability as a lens for growth opportunities, sustainability as a lens for productivity or efficiencies, and then lastly is sustainability as really bottom-line impacts or reducing risk. I like to call it risk-proofing the portfolio. That's Scott Tu, the executive director for the Center for Energy Efficiency and Sustainability at Ingersoll Rand, an international manufacturer. At Ingersoll Rand, we are passionate about inspiring progress. Our people and families of brands work together to advance the quality of life by creating comfortable, sustainable, and efficient environments around the world. This company has just been named one of the top 100 best corporate citizens worldwide. That means more than just reducing waste at plants and replacing inefficient lighting. Welcome to Corporate Sustainability 3.0. Today, though, our expectations are across the entire value chain. It's what types of supplies you source. It's also in how you design the products and how you make them how you ship them, the logistics behind it all, and then what happens when the product is with the customer, and then what happens at the end of the product's life. At its North American headquarters and corporate center in Davidson, North Carolina, and at another facility about 30 minutes away in Charlotte, North Carolina, Ingersoll Rand has introduced remanufacturing to its mix of products. Now, used equipment can be rebuilt and put back into service rather than junked. We use a lot of water in the processing of our remanufactured parts, and we treat this water before we send it back to the city. Last year, we sent back 1.4 million gallons of clean water to the city of Charlotte. We make uh, large HVAC systems, for instance, uh, these air conditioning systems for large buildings, hotels, think hotels or commercial buildings, uh, office buildings. So think about a system, a compressor, the heart of the system is 50 years old. It's sent back to us. We have a special facility with craftsmen that completely refurbish the existing compressor and then we ship it back and install it or reinstall it in the system, giving that entire system another 20 plus years of life. Now can you explain why that's a win for the environment? The customer wins because it's, uh, it's much less intrusive to refurbish an in-place system than to install a new one can be very cost effective and the components themselves get an extra life back with the customer where the system's already known. The company is already taking steps to make sure that future products will be future ready. Today it's almost a uh, product line by product line approach. Sometimes um, it is about disassembly so we don't have instructions in place or we haven't developed the instructions and then sometimes the product itself has just not been designed or the existing products haven't been designed for disassembly and reuse. Scott, too, says the company has changed how it develops new products so that future lines will have a clear life cycle. Engineers will have to answer for every decision if it affects sustainability. We challenge the design teams on all the decisions across the value chain, from how they source the products. For instance, if you've sourced virgin copper, it's, you're challenged as a designer to validate and to verify why you chose that it, that it cannot, in fact, be recycled copper, for instance. 
But the real holy grail for this company is reducing the lifelong energy footprint of their products. Most of our products are mechanical systems, and so their impact or their footprint is much larger when they leave us because they're energy-consuming products than just when we manufacture the product, which is what we're trying to do now, like many companies, is to think about the entire pie. How do we actually reduce the entire footprint? And the biggest potential there, the biggest opportunities, they lie with redesigning the products, thinking about how a customer uses them, maybe even changing that behavior or changing the design so that the product itself behaves differently. And also, what do you do when the product reaches its end of life? So, you know, that's, that's the full pie. Unlike other companies that give lip service to sustainability with high-minded but non-binding statements of commitment, Ingersoll Rand has set specific targets and deadlines for a major course adjustment. We made a, a commitment, a public commitment, a little over a year ago, and it had three elements to it related to climate. And one of those elements was about products, and that was a, to our commitment there is a 50% reduction in the direct greenhouse gas potential of our products. That's a big deal, and that's by 2020. And that really means that we have to work fast to transition our product lines to these new climate-friendly refrigerants. The second piece of the commitment was about our operations because we believe it's important that we walk the talk. We have a commitment there that by 2020 that we'll have a 35% reduction in the GHG footprint of our facilities. The third piece of the commitment was a we set aside $500 million for product research for products that currently have no viable alternative for a transition. And so we're working with other industries, we're working with universities, we're working with non-governmental organizations on how do we develop a roadmap to transition products where currently there are no viable solutions. But is this something you're doing alone or can you get buy-in from customers? We are seeing expectations change about our product lines that include, do you have instructions for what happens and how to disassemble this system at the end? Questions like, can we upgrade the system in 10 years without having to tear out the entire system? You know, is it, is it ready and has it been designed for upgrades? As a company, we, we've tried to integrate it in the processes that exist, because I believe that's how you fundamentally change things forever. It's not about personalities, it's not about uh, the best speaker, the best evangelist, or whether it's in the budget for the year. It really, if you begin to change and tweak your company processes of how you operate your business, then you change things at a foundational level that's, that really has stickiness. It really, it stays, it stays with the company, it stays with the products for the long term.